back to Dealing With It. It's a podcast about rolling with the punches. Uh, this is a mother and son podcast. I'm Trish and I'm the mom. My name is Matt and I am the son. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, sorry that we took a little week off. Well, but... I, how are you feeling, Matt? You were not feeling good last week. Oh, I'm feeling a lot better. I'm not sounding a lot better. Uh, it's still kind of just draining. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, it's it's definitely feeling better. I'm kind of kicking myself because I had multiple opportunities to get that flu shot this year, and I was like, you know, I take my vitamins, I I keep relatively healthy, I'll be fine. Uh, no, nope, no, it it took me, it took it, me, it took you, and now huh. it's taking Katie. Oh, I'm sorry, Katie's here with us, <laughs> and as well as four. Four dogs. Four so dogs. this could be. <laughs> all, you could hear all sorts of interesting background noise here, and that's okay. It's all right. Well, so as we left off a couple of weeks ago, we did set some goals, and I'll tell you, mine um, was to reduce the amount of sugar that yeah. I was drinking, and so um, in that, I don't think I really did it, to be honest. I was going to say, oh, and then I can't really measure it before mm-hmm. and after, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you know, basically, yeah. I didn't really do it. No? no? Did you have a, were you mindful about it? Did you say, well... Well, kind of. I, I mean, I kind of forgot about it. <laughs> yeah. And then um, the week went on. So I don't know if this is sugar reducing or not, but I've traded off drinking the cocktails that I enjoy for wine for the most part. So I don't know if there's less sugar, though. I don't know if that's a yeah, sugar I don't know. helper. I don't know. But tannins, those are good for you. Well, yes. And, you know, when you drink wine... Um, I just drink it slower. I don't drink as much of it. And some of the cocktails I like are so tasty. Tasty enough, yeah. Yeah, and they just go down fast. So yeah. I think that, that there's a benefit to being aware of that, but it had nothing to do with sugar. Yeah. How about... <laughs> I, yeah. What uh, were you going to do this week, bud? Oh, well, my, my goal, I think, was to do more like physical stuff as yeah. far as... Uh, uh, you know, I've been waking up kind of earlier in the mornings um, just to sort of get my day started off on a bit of a calmer foot than just like wake up, shower, get going. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, if I have time in the morning, I'll spend some time on YouTube doing like stretches or, you know, breathing exercises. Right. And I did do some of that and it was nice. Um, and then, yeah, I got, I mean, we, uh, I played a, a, a show with my band the other day or last week. And that's where the whole sickness I think started. Um. And after that, I've been pretty I much as lazy it. as I could, could yeah, get. Yeah, your just, body was just done for. Well, sometimes you just have to, you know, just go with what feels right. And yeah, yeah. Don't push yourself. That doesn't help get better any sooner. So. No, for sure. I had to call out of work one of the days, which I I hate doing, yeah. but it's okay. Um, what? Um, before, so before we get into our topic for this week, which right? is kind of a newer thing that yes. we're doing. Yes. Uh, this week we'll be discussing uh, grief in the workplace. Right. Um, but, um, I, I am curious to catch up on how you've been the last couple of weeks because yeah. I haven't really got to well, catch I, up I with you. Well, I have been, I have been, uh, I've been doing good, busy, been busy doing things and, um, but also, um, more recently, just like in today or yesterday and today is feeling really, um, tired and, I don't know if the word is depressed, but it is sort of apathetic. Yeah. Like, I don't care. And that's an uncomfortable feeling for me. Also, what is it when you're pretty sure you have a lot of illnesses? Uh, Hypochondriac? That's me. Yeah. So, 
I'm pretty sure that, you know, right now I've got all sorts of stuff, you know, and, um, and luckily, you know, I do have my regular wellness doctor, whatever checkup coming up in April. So, you know, if I do have something horrible, which I'm sure I do, of course, it'll come to light. Um, Don't lose any sleep over me though, kids. (laughs) It's all good. I I have the same thing where every couple months I'm convinced I have something terminal or debilitating. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm kind of right, pretty sure, yeah, and then apathetic on top of it. I don't think that's a good mental space right now. It's not now. a great cocktail. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. But, um, but I am, it is honestly in my frame of mind of probably not, but. But. Yeah, and I haven't gone online to check all the symptoms of all the stuff that, <laughs> yeah. that I just know I have. So for that, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yesterday, um. I went out to dinner with uh, your brother Eric and and his wife Natalie, and we got back here to the house, and my cable was down, and um, so I was glad that Eric was here at that time um, to finally, you know, checked it all out, kind of stuff. Finally, did call the repairman Mm -hmm. who did come today, and the modem had had died, and um, so got a new modem but it's again it's just like really yeah it's just like what is this yeah Yeah, a couple weeks ago it was the furnace now it's the internet and then it's gonna be yeah i don't know maybe that's part of my apathy just yeah well just hang on till the next house crisis yeah what's the next thing that's gonna break in my life right that's just that's exciting (laughs) oh i no i know well i mean for sure i get it i get it i I don't know, especially around this time of year where it's... I mean, we're getting closer to springtime. Right. But it's still that thing where it's just dark and it's muggy and cloudy. It and is. Like, and it was snowing a while ago. It just yeah. gets really cold. and For sure. Yeah. I could use some sunshine, maybe. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Um, yeah, this week I've been doing... It's been good to get the rest that I... Right. I, I just haven't really gotten. I mean, a couple of these nights, it's been like 8.30. I'm like, I gotta go to bed. I'm yeah, just so tired. I'm done. Um, but it's been a lot of the same. I, it's just like, I realize how much I take for granted, uh, being healthy when yeah. it's, when it's there. Cause I'm just like, oh, I feel like crap. Uh, yeah. even, I don't know. I get like all anxious when it comes to like, uh, calling out of work and, and, yeah. and stuff. And I think that's actually going to kind of bleed into what we're talking about right. today. But there is the, there's that sense of like, oh, if I'm not doing my job then I'm not useful to the company yeah, it, it, yeah i don't know it's just this whole thing but so i don't know it's been a bit of a weird one here too so hopefully uh things get picking up yeah. uh, it was supposed to be kind of warmer where we're at soon so maybe that'll be nice <laughs> well i don't care yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm I love still it. apathetic <laughs> well, live, let's live in it <laughs> that's right that's right there's i'm sure benefits to it but i just don't really care enough to even look yeah. into it no, like you know normally if i'm feeling down i have enough pep to have my own pity party kind of thing right right i don't even uh yeah i haven't even hung a banner for this one yeah it's just, eh. and i mean does that have i mean has, has that been happening more often recently or is that kind of still something that's just like i don't nah. know i don't know what this guy is doing here yeah it's yeah new. it's new so that's all okay. right well, I hope it doesn't overstay its uh, welcome. That's true. It may be just a little weekend visitor yeah. and then on your way. Uh-huh. Yes, that's true. I do. I think it partly is just tiredness and just 
yeah, ready to, maybe I'm ready to take a nap too. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. But this could be a really boring podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am actually kind of, uh, I don't know if excited is the right word to talk about uh, grief in the workplace today, but I will say I, I learned quite a few things. Good. So should we just get right into well, it? Yeah. So that when, um, when your dad passed this year, I was not in a position that I needed to go back to work because I had just retired. Yeah. So um, for me, um, I did not have to to go back to work, but you did. You needed to, um, actually you took off days prior to his passing. Yeah. And then you needed to do some work, but then you took off a few days around the service, as I recall. It was really, and yeah, it was definitely something that I had to juggle. Yeah. Um, there's never a convenient time for someone to get ill or pass no. away or anything like that. Um, but there was a lot of things. I was pretty new to my job um, when we got the news that dad had less than a year. And then uh, the time got shorter from there. Right. But, like, yeah, it was one of those things where once I found out when it was like, okay, dad's got about six months to live. Uh, I was like, oh, crap, okay, well, okay, we have six months. This is going to be a nightmare, um, but it's not nothing. And then uh, within a week, we got a right. call and said, hey, that six months is kind of looking closer to maybe two weeks, mm-hmm. um, which then did, it It wasn't, it was longer than two weeks. But when I got that news, it was like, okay, damn. So I went and talked to my my boss, Um Right then, uh, they were really sweet. I mean, I got that from them right like when I got hired. Right, I, it's a, kind of a smaller local company. They're very family oriented. A lot of fa- their family works there, um, and so they get it. And they were super, super sweet. And, and that is uh, something that I know not not everybody gets um, in in a workplace. So I do feel really fortunate. But I said, I don't know what we're looking at, but it's looking like maybe my dad's got a couple of weeks left to live. Um, would it be okay? And this was a, probably a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I said, would it be okay if I took Thursday and Friday and then the weekend off just to go uh, be out there with them? Just because I just, I, I feel really like I need to be there. And they were like, you know, yes, absolutely go. Um, and so we spent the weekend out here and then Sunday came around and it just wasn't, like I said, I, I hate calling in. I hate calling in. Um, but Monday came and... I called John, uh, one of the operations manager there in the in the morning, and I was just saying like I don't know, is there anything I can work out mm-hmm. with? Like I just can't, I hate the idea of leaving. I know that I'm new at this job. Um, I don't want to leave you guys high and dry, but this is it's hard. And it was and it was so hard because like you want to I wanted to balance my work life uh, with. With right. life, with here. Well, and what was happening here at that time was pretty intense, and in that your dad had been hospitalized, and hospice was bringing in the beds, the furniture, things for the house were being physically moved other places, and we were emotionally, really, all of us were were just um, in shock. Yeah, yeah, you described it as being like on a boat, and it was. It just felt like yeah. I was on this boat, and I I didn't want to leave. Right. And. Uh, and so they were really cool about working out with me, um, like half days I would work a lot of the mornings and then come here in the afternoon. Uh, and then as dad kind of, uh, perked up, perked up yeah. with the medications and stuff, I went back to working more full time. Yeah. Um, but it's really a crazy balance. 
um, there's this thing with uh, that the the hospice nurse was telling me because I was telling her the same thing of just like I don't I don't want to leave but I don't know what so she was telling me about FMLA mm-hmm. which is the Family Medical Leave Act um, and that's the only that's really the only federal thing uh, like a protection pro- protection yeah. that that we have and it's good but it's also not great it's the the I don't even think I could have applied for it. Because you have to be at a job for 12 months or like, oh, I wrote it down here, uh, um, 1,250 hours. You have to okay. work that in, in a 12-month period to qualify to, to sign up for the FMLA. Um, you can get up to 12 weeks of unpaid time off. You can keep your benefits. But it's... But, un- I mean, who, it's, it's unpaid. who doesn't have to pay the rent? Right. right? Yeah. yeah. So it's it, it sucks because there there is no... Uh, and in researching this stuff, one of the things that I was seeing that I was like really like dang the only place that has the only state that has any sort of act is Oregon Oregon passed the oh I have that here too but it was the uh, oh I can't or yeah Oregon Family Leave Act in 2014 and that's still not guaranteed pay but it's it's the only state that has a state level uh, bereavement sort of uh, program or assistance thing and it's really, uh, I was kind of shocked to see that. I was yeah. like, you would think more people have had to deal with this. And it's, it is such a, um, a hard thing to go through that it, it would be nice if there was some sort of right. uh, program that, that you didn't have to worry about paying rent, uh, paying your bills, uh, right. and, and working while you're also going through a very tough emotional right. time. Exactly. I, um, when, it was when it was apparent that um, the dad was going to need full time care, and we were on hospice. Um, hospice doesn't stay with you though; yeah. it is not a not not in your home kind of thing. Um, and I was still in my work mode head. You know, I still had you know four more weeks of school before yeah. you know um, before the end of the school year. And although I was going to retire, I wasn't retiring for a month out. And um, so in my, I was trying to figure out how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? Because, you know, prior to the <coughs> hospitalization and, and going on hospice pretty quickly at the same time, um, dad would be here at the house. I'd come home twice a day, you know, like lunch and whatever. And luckily living work my work was close enough to the house that I could go and yeah. check on him and, and things. But, but still it was, um, it was a very stressful balance for me to, um, I wasn't doing either particularly well is how I ended up feeling is I wasn't really giving a hundred percent to work and I wasn't giving a hundred percent to, um, dad yeah. who, you know, he wasn't well, but, don't tell him that yeah. kind of thing. So I just, um, it would, I remember that being very stressful until finally I just said, I just got to be home and let the cards fall where they may. And, um, started using sick leave that I had accumulated to, to just be, be home until the last, you know, until retirement came and, and it worked out okay. And yeah. I wouldn't, but I, I remember at the time I had to really figure like, what would I regret more? Not, in not having the last month of my long career at yeah. the school with kids who I loved, with staff exactly. who I loved. Exactly. I mean, because it. Would I regret Because I missed them. Well, that's like another 
form of family that you have, like those it teachers yeah. that you've worked with in the and the years and years that you yeah. were principal there. Yeah. Those students that you'd seen grown from like Growing those. Growing up, like absolutely. It, that really must have been a very tough it was call. Very, it was tough, um, but but I always knew what the right call was, right. which was um, there's only, you know, we only, we have a limited time here at home. So I need yeah. to make sure that, that that's taken care of. But I remember how hard it was. And sometimes I had, I felt, I defined it at the time, like I'm being really selfish, I guess, by wanting to go to work. At now, I, I wouldn't say selfish, but there was anger. Um, just that, boy, my my momentum just got halted on a dime. Um, and uh, I remember for my own retirement party, you three boys all came to be with dad so I could go to my own retirement party. Yeah. And, you know, and it just, I felt bad. I would love to have had you guys at my retirement party. Well, yeah. But I would have loved dad to be there. But um, but it was a lovely party and, and it was great and, and all that stuff. And, and now that it's, over six months ago, um, it's not, it doesn't feel as important in a way it doesn't, yeah. but in the moment it really was hard. And I guess p- putting some time between things is okay. For sure. So, but uh, you're right. It's, um, you, and you also worry like as an employer of a, a, a family owned business in, in a, you know, there's probably not a lot to be able to help a guy pay, pay for a guy's rent and stuff. And he doesn't show up to work. Yeah. You know, you can't, you know, ask them to do that. I mean, it's true. It seriously. I mean, so, and then there was that thing of after Dad did die, mm-hmm. and it was like, well, I have to go back. I mean, my my life has been upturned completely. Yeah. Um. But you know, ca- you know, capitalism doesn't stop. Why do no. I keep going? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh. And so, it really was that thing. And so I, I remember, you know, Dad passed on a Saturday, and mm-hmm. I was back at work on Monday, and. It, it was so weird going in there because it was just like, I don't know. It was like my life changed and then I come back to this thing that just a few days earlier, you know, I mean, it stays the same. Yeah. And so. It, but you've changed. But I, yeah. yeah. Um, the, the, there was a quote I found on uh, socialworktoday.com and the, the, I can't remember, I didn't write down who wrote the article, but the. The article is called Grief in the Workplace. And the quote was, let me see here. The bereaved, whether out of fear, embarrassment, or stoicism, often try unsuccessfully to tether their emotions at the door, um, hoping their fragility won't show and they won't be noticed. Uh, the idea at work is that you keep the personal at home. I mean, it, and it's kind of that thing that I, I'm, I'm guilty of in other situations being like, you know, someone will come into work acting all sorts of something and you're like, why can't they just leave it at the door? Uh-huh. You know, like we all have to be here yeah. for eight hours. Like mo- people I work with, we get along mostly, but it's like uh, in general, it's yeah. just like we all have to be here together. Let's yeah. let's keep our personal stuff at home. And then when you come in, it's just like, how do you and then you're kind of like, well, how do you do that? Uh, yeah. And then you, yeah. You, you feel like there's the elephant in the room. I didn't know who knew. I didn't know. Yes. What went on? I kind of did, because I think we've talked about it a little bit. Um, but just the way the dice fell, Dad passed away on my birthday. Yeah. Uh, and so my my work was having a party for me that Friday. Oh man. Uh, and but so I'd gone to my boss and I was like, I just got a call from my little brother. Uh, my dad's got 
a couple hours maybe, yeah. and they were like, um, well, here's this cheesecake. We're gonna <laughs> give you like, please take this to your family. Yeah. And I got out of there. Yeah. Um, so I think there was like a card that got signed. So pe- I, pe- I knew people knew. I yeah. had an idea that people knew. Yeah. But it was still weird going in because I didn't want to. I didn't want to make a scene. I didn't well, want to. You don't yeah. want to. Let's all gather around and hear my business. Because one, I would never want that attention. But it's right. also like, but I don't want people to think they can't say yes. something. Yeah. And and it, so it, I feel total sympathy with anyone else who has gone to gone, had to go through this, where it's like. It feels like everyone's got their gloves on when they come up and they're like, how's it, how's it going? Um, in my situation, one of my coworkers actually knew dad. Um, she used to, she briefly was a student of his. Um, and so she came down and just gave me a big hug and it kind of like broke the ice for everyone to kind of talk about it. And, um, just how I am, I really didn't mind. You know, I, I would just told people what was up. Yeah. It wasn't like it came out of nowhere. Yeah. But, uh. Yeah, it's it's a really weird thing, and then you kind of want to you have to kind of figure out the language to use with your bosses, with your the company you work for, because everywhere is different. It's such a it is such a personal thing that everyone deals with differently. Grief that when you there's no there's no there's nothing really set in place. It's you'd never had that experience yourself, so you had you were you were in uncharted territory for you. And and some of them maybe this was uncharted territory for them. Like, wh- how do we talk do, to a person? That- yeah, because you don't. I you know, I, I never. I wouldn't want to go into the office and be like, "Hey, uh, do you guys mind if I just take it easy the next couple weeks?" You know, or or whatever. Because you don't want to do that. You yeah. don't want to be this the the squeaky wheel uh, of your job because really it's you have a job to do there. Yeah, and so it. And everywhere is different. I mean, that's the thing that I was finding too when I was looking up this stuff is there's really nothing, there's no protocol nope. uh, because everywhere is different. Everybody's yeah. different. But I, you were saying earlier, and I, I'm the same way as you in that you get to work and you, you sort of check some of those emotions at the door. But for me, the ones I would try to leave at the door before I went in to do my job would be those things that were just irritations. Like right. I was irritated that like I had a fight with my partner. Yeah, or and my dog just, ran out right, into the road. And it took me and, ten yeah. minutes to yeah that kind of thing um, and move on. But I don't think you can go in and say my dad died checking that at the door. Yeah. But I, but where is the line? Because I know I've felt that with. You know, every Monday somebody comes in and of course they had a fight with their boyfriend. So everybody's going to have to tippy toe around and they're going to cry. But then they get together again and then now we're going to have another fight Uh in two weeks. And after a while, I think you get exhausted by people who bring their drama to work. Yeah. But um, in, in looking up about in the workplace, coming back to work after a devastating loss, um, what I read is they encourage you just to be real with it. Don't try to pretend. Don't try and pretend that this isn't hurt. That um, don't don't pretend you're not emotional. Um, and I think people will be real with you. You know, it's true. You know what? And because I've actually through ex- experience actually uh, felt what happens when you don't do that. Yeah. A lot of my um, the other podcasts that I do, um, the Genuine Russell Boys, yeah. uh, and and the bands that I'm in, um, I really. You know, there was that initial, like, how's it going? And I'm like, you know, I'm doing okay. My, my bandmates uh, came to the funeral for dad um, and stuff. But then from there, I didn't, I haven't done, I didn't do a good job at all of, of kind of 
letting them know, you know, yeah. uh, of where I was at with this whole thing. And so business as usual kept going because in my head, I'm like, that's how it's supposed to be. I don't right. want, I don't want people to be halted up by, by my yeah. uh, business. You know, I don't want that to affect anyone else. And then I find that, that now six months down the road, I'm like, there's still some things that I'm struggling with. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's like, oh, I think maybe had I at the beginning or if, if, if along this process, I'd kind of been more vocal. Yeah. Then it wouldn't feel so much like kind of out of the blue. Yeah. Like, by the way, last um, August, my dad died and I'm kind of feeling well, like what, I have all sorts of cancer right now. Yeah. Cool. Because I, I, <laughs> I told you that um, Tree Fort's going to be the last show that I play with Urban right. Outfielders. Yeah. And when I came up, when I came to them with that. It really felt out of the blue. Um, being like, hey, the last six months, I've actually been going through a lot. And uh, my priorities are, are all over the place. And, right. and all this stuff where it's like, uh, it, it's just sort of, it's weird because, I don't know, it, it really is a thing of kind of take, take yeah, kind of have to take charge of it. And it's, it's way not easy to do. No. Um, but I'm kind of like, not regretting, but I do think it's like, oh, if I could go back... I really think I would, you know, I, I those early weeks, I think I would have been more uh, open with my friends about mm-hmm. that stuff instead of, like, trying so hard not to let that burden them because what I'm seeing now is, like, it wouldn't affect their lives that much for me to be like, hey, I'm struggling. Right. I just need some time. Yeah, true. You know, like, they would be like, yeah, of course. True. Yeah, But it's weird. And it's the same in kind of the job thing. You don't, uh, it's weird, but grief can, like, it, it it weird because it, it it's a weak it makes you feel like it's a weakness mm-hmm. it's not it's not a a thing and, and that's something that we're very conditioned not to show in, right. in the workplace as far as like you know like no I'm good I'm good let's yeah. keep it up but, but yeah. so it's just it's a really weird thing that but what I found with with my job at least um, is that it was on on me to make sure that I talked to my bosses mm-hmm. uh, and. And just kind of, you know, they were really sweet and coming up to yeah. me as well and being like, I just want to check in and how you're doing and stuff. But, uh, yeah, because everywhere is different. And, mm-hmm. and communication is the only way you're going to find a, um, a, a something that will work for you, especially in those early weeks where it's it's crazy. Because you have to go, you have to show up, and yeah, you have yeah. to be there. But it you don't want to, you want to be so far away from work. But, you, you know. Yeah, well, you know, and, and it... You're you're going through an experience that that has made you feel very very weak, very uh-huh. vulnerable, very tender, and um, and it's an experience that so many people have had. If we don't let them know what we're going through, they can't you know try they they can't help you know yeah. really. But um, I think that too, as I was looking into going back to work, that. You, you do need to do some um, plan ahead. Like if I feel like I'm going to lose it and cry and cry and cry, where would I go? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, scope kind of out thing. the nearest bathrooms. So scope, scope well, it. just scope out the quiet places where yeah. you, you, just even knowing that you have a plan when you go in makes it easier to go in. And and having some of those little, um, I, I talked about it earlier at, at one of our other 20 podcasts, but yeah. Um, just you know little skills you can develop you know i'm gonna i'm gonna count the lines in the parking lot while i'm trying not to 
fall apart or I'm going to, you know, yeah. just those things that can distract you for enough time that you can move forward. And um, yeah, exactly. So just be as you're moving back into the workplace, think about, you know, you're not going to be OK. I mean, you're, you're going through an experience that is not OK. So um, have some plan B's in place that might make you feel a little more secure. Yeah, absolutely. And um, another one of the big ones that I was looking and saw uh, when I was look, researching this one was um, is setting up a, a support system um, yeah. at work. You, you know, a lot of your coworkers. Well, I mean, everyone's different. Of course. A lot. I'll say my my situation. There's not. A, there's some of my coworkers that it just sort of naturally. Um, kind of came up it's like oh they're more uh not eager to talk about it but you know i kind of waited for them in a weird way to be like some of my coworkers would come up to me and be like so how are you doing mm-hmm. and then that's to me i i made this connection of like oh i can go to this person when i uh if i feel like talking about it mm-hmm. or like um some people would share their experience with me so i knew that they had gone through something similar and then that kind of makes that connection of like oh okay I, um i can it doesn't. I don't have to make it about myself. I can go like, "Oh, how are you doing?" And exactly. then like, they bring it up, and then you guys can, you know, you, you have someone that I, but you, you can make a dialogue to another with. human and yeah, getting, um, getting back on some kind of feeling of you know we're coworkers and we're friends and this feels like we can be right in, in communication with each other and because like my my fear for sure was knowing that well this is gonna my dad dying is clearly gonna be on my mind. Uh, all day, um, uh, every yeah, day. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. Uh, my big fear, and I know we talked about the two, is like I n- would never want to burden anyone, especially someone that's right. kind of trapped there for eight hours with right? me. Right, they are a captive audience, uh, even though wanna... they're getting paid to be there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so I was very conscientious to make sure I was not going to uh, entrap anyone in, in a very uncomfortable, uh, uh, potentially uncomfortable yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for me, it was important to kind of feel out who would be more um, appropriate times, but also appropriate people that sure. would be into talking about this. Right, right, who were not uncomfortable yeah. with this. Because um, it is, like we t- we talk about all the time, this is not an area that people are experts at, in us or anybody. Because yeah. in our culture, grief is, let's just kick it under the rug it's it's going to be a process it takes one year and get over it you'll get over it kind of thing and i know that you and i have changed our opinions on what those would be but that's not everybody and and there are there are certain grief there would be certain issues that it would be hard for me to know what to say i guess for sure um but but i i've learned that Erring on the side of being a nurturing person is always best if you are. Uh, what I'm finding now after it's been, we're getting close to seven months with dad. Yeah. I'm running into friends now and talking to them and I'll say, oh, you knew Sam passed, right? And they'll say, oh yeah, I did know that. I just, you know, I wanted to give you some time. I I wanted to give you some space around that or I was waiting mm-hmm. for you. And and I equate that in my head to, boy, you must have felt really uncomfortable because 
you know, as like our my friend Julie, yeah, she didn't wait for anything. You know, oh, yeah. she was in she, here doing business. She was tossing out dad's mans right, <laughs> right after exactly yeah. um, after but, after the fact. But because it's so uncomfortable to some people, they just really don't want. They would err on the side of I don't want to make her feel worse by saying something wrong. So let me say nothing, and then after a bunch of time has gone by, I'll let her know that I care for her yeah. and that I miss you know miss seeing you kind of thing. Um, and I'm not going to put blame on anybody because in our culture there is no, there is no good handbook on how to do this. It almost feels counterintuitive to but, uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, but oh no, I would just say for me though, in the future, when there is a person who's lost um, any person or body part or pet, I yeah. mean, I just want to hold them and say this sucks, yeah. and I'm so sorry, and there is nothing I can say to make it better, and here I am. Yeah. And I have just got my arms around you. And that's and, and if they're uncomfortable with that, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will apologize. I will apologize away. later if I hold you too long. But <laughs> because it sucks and I can't understand and I can't fix it because your grief is yours alone. Yeah. And that they know though that I'll I'll stand right there with you. And it's it, I can't I don't have the I didn't write down the exact place I saw this, but because um, it does, it feels counterintuitive to to walk up to somebody who you know is is grieving something and bring it up. You're like, well, why why would I want to do know, that? Maybe this is their one minute of peace that yeah. they're gonna have. Oh, maybe they just stopped thinking about it. You know, yeah. you never know. But the thing I was reading, and I really wish I would have wrote it down, but it was talking about how there were these studies that referenced that by and large, um, uh, it made people more comfortable to have grief acknowledged. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't have to be like. You don't have to get right in someone's face and be like, what did it feel like when your dad died? You right. know, but like to, to be like, although there are those, it is that, but just, <laughs> even just to go up and be like, uh, you know, Hey, I hope you're doing okay today. Right. Or like, um, you know, if you need to talk about anything, like I'm here for you. Yeah. Uh, just a really quick thing, uh, that, um, yeah, not even like, Hey, I'm here for you because if you're not equipped to, to take on something like that's okay. But even just to go up and be like, you know, Hey, I, I heard about your parent or your whatever I, I heard mm-hmm. about that um i just i hope you're okay you know like anything like that it, mm-hmm. it by and large it makes people feel more comfortable than yeah. than to have that elephant in the room it is well when you have to go to a person you haven't seen in seven months and say oh you did hear my husband pass yeah why do i have to introduce myself like that if somebody else could say oh man trish i'm so yeah i know i mean well you know that I noticed, would be nicer i notice it now because it doesn't i i'm equating things to 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 my dad dying, of course. Mm-hmm. But I mean, any grief like we've talked about is valid. Uh, my friends who have lost pets, yeah, be like, hey, how how are you guys doing since since your dog died? You yeah. know, or, or I just hope every, you know, like it. Because it, what an emptiness in your home. Yeah. yeah, and it's one of those things that no, you're not going to walk around and be like, hey, how are you doing today? Still thinking about my dog. Still thinking about it, but mm-hmm. so you know, yeah. like people aren't going to. Speaking of which, <laughs> there is but, a little puppy over there. But yeah, just to to be like. Oh hey, like how are you guys doing since then, or, yeah. or how's how's that? It's just kind of it opens the floor up, right? To at least know it's like, hey, your grief is being acknowledged, yeah. um, and it's that is a bit of a powerful feeling. It, it's just kind of a it releases a bit of that pressure that feels like, oh sorry, yeah, is being kind of kept in there, right? There was a something I read, and you may have read it as well, but in um, Nature, the elephants. Elephants, um, if there's a wounded elephant or there's an elephant that is in some distress, the other elephants surround it. 
they just stand around it. Yeah. And it's it's a a pack and it's a a protection for the one that is in our case we would say grieving. Yeah. But you need your your elephants. Well, in yeah. the, in this story the 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 group of ladies that were together they would send they'd find little things that had an elephant on it you know they'd send each other a card that had an elephant on it or a little pillow that had an elephant or something a t-shirt elephant t-shirt but it was their clue of I'm just standing with you um as long as as long as you can stand me Uh kind of thing and I thought it was beautiful because what a simple thing you know yeah to do it really I mean seriously it's you know humans at our core are, are social animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we're built to, to, to not be completely secluded or what, whatnot. And so just having, um, yeah, any sort of, um, comfort around comfort system or support system around it, it, it it's hugely important. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, and I don't know. I remember, well, as a principal of a school, uh, people would come to me uh, and, and I, that's such a gift that they, they knew I cared and that we had that relationship, but they would come to me and just say, this is an anniversary of the day my mom passed away in 1973. And you know what? God bless you. They were having a tough day. And, um, and I, I mean, they, I could hug them and Mm -hmm. I could be, um, present with them because it was on their mind. So, so it was important. And, um, so I don't know how those, but those kind of relationships are developed over time. For sure. So if you have somebody that you feel very close to, um, yeah, it, it it's a gift. And, and sharing um, when you're having those moments is keep that communication open with them. Yeah. Even and, if it's been a long time. And in the, the workplace, it can be uh, a little more um, s- scary, I guess, to, yeah. to, because you don't... You know, because that's not the goal of everyone, the, right? And and you don't get to choose who you're around. It, right? I mean, it's like it, it's just it's really interesting to have to, um, I don't know, to find that yeah, like that balance of, of, of how do I make sure that I'm able to express how I feel, not to everybody walking by necessarily, but sure. to the people the, the people in charge, um, you know, people you're close to there. Sure, but like for me, especially as like the bosses, I mean, it's huge. Yeah. Is I and it, still, I'll have a I have good communication with my bosses. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's something that I've found is really important. That I think I, I hope a lot of businesses um, have that sort of thing because I I know for myself, if, if I worked at a place, um, honestly, I think about the employer that I had before my current mm-hmm. employer, and it had this happened there, where it was a much more. Uh, the structure was much more like a a corporate bureaucratic structure thing. There was not a lot of, uh, it's one of those things where it's like, Hey, I'm really grieving. And it's like, okay, well this, 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 and this still Mm -hmm. need to be done. And that's your job. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think about that and I'm like, well, if, if I was there when dad passed, it, it probably would have pushed me out faster Yeah, because like, I know having my bosses be people who let me communicate and let me uh, express myself. Um, I mean, one, it, it made me, it strengthened my loyalty to them. Absolutely. It made me feel, it, it honestly made me work harder. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like, I feel like I'm truly valued by these people. Exactly. 
um, in the toughest time of my life, and it makes you feel, I don't know, connected. Like right. it's like, and so it's just hugely important. Um, I I really I think there should be more, uh, like training for that sort of stuff well, in businesses, yeah. like managers and and bosses. I think it would be really good to be like, what sort of uh, you know, what sort of things do you do you do for? I'm sure there are different like programs for for people to learn that stuff. But I don't I don't know when you enter an organization and you're working your way through I'm sure you learn a lot about spreadsheets and yeah. and pro you know the the product that you're making yeah, and like, how the parts come in and what goes out and quality control and all that business but is um, there like an emotional intelligence course or is there I like not, a, I wouldn't guarantee it <coughs> not I for everywhere that's for sure I wouldn't guarantee it cuz um, cuz I too uh, years ago when my mother passed away and I was trying to help my dad um, you know, and take a little time from work to help my dad. It wasn't just a no from yeah. the the from the higher uppers. It was not a no. It was a oh hell no. Yeah. And and it was a you know, I was yelled at. And really? I was yeah. It was it was very difficult. And what it makes you feel is devalued. It makes you feel. Um, I'm a worker, but I'm not. I, you didn't appreciate me in my whole life. Yeah. And, and, and I think a person when like, like what you said, when you are respected as an individual who also has many facets to your life, you're not simply a worker. You're also a daughter and you're also mm-hmm. a mother and you're a wife and you're a, you know, a son. Those are, um, when you're valued as all of that, then, then that's a place you, you would stay with. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it's, I mean, it, it's crazy that it's definitely the idea. I mean, and it's, I understand. I mean, it is, it is how that capitalism in our society works though. Is like, it's, it's based on number. It doesn't, yeah. you know, but like it, it is wild to, to, to feel that way, to be like, you're seen for the, the 40 hours that you put into this place but not as the whole package right. of somebody who has a whole life outside of this. Right. Yeah. And it, 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 it's really too common that I think people and jobs that don't, they don't see that. Yeah. Um, well, and I also would say how sad to be that person who, when running a, a company or whatever you were running, that you, can't appreciate the humanity of the humans that you that that are working for you or um that that's a sad human being yeah you know so but i on the on the opposite end on the opposite end i think in some ways going back to work also is healing um completely that i think the the routine I know that um, as a person working at schools and education, um, there are children that go through some pretty bad traumas. And though when they get back, you know, they've taken some time off, maybe grandma's funeral sort of thing. But when they get back into school, and these are children, but but the routine helps them, um, it helps balance them yeah. uh, into that there were other other parts of your life and that and there's sympathetic loving caring uh, humans around you who are taking care of you and in through all that though you're still 
they still can go out to recess and have fun and, yeah. and learn a new spelling word. And uh, and I think maybe work is, and the routine of that is also helpful as you're moving through. When I don't know, not every sure. day. I'm glad. But, no, I'm glad you brought that up because definitely. I mean, there's times too that I would find myself at work. Uh, and I'd be laughing about something, uh-huh. and then for that moment, I wasn't thinking about right. what was going on, right. or like it. And it's it it does help reset that sense of normalcy in your life yeah. because that routine yeah. is there. Yeah. So no, it really can be really helpful to yeah. go back. It it just would be nice if there was more options. Right. I know that my um my my previous job, even though I kind of just bashed them, but like, uh, <laughs> they did have a thing where it's like if somebody was injured or or if there was some outside circumstance that was taking people away from work you know they had things set up where it's like other employees could could actually donate their pto to this person yeah. um but it, i mean that's the stuff too where i'm just i wish there was a more federal level thing of like i don't have to rely on the charity of my coworkers. i don't yeah. have to rely on the pto that i've accrued mm-hmm. um for these things that are Matt, it sounds like you are on a mission, Matt. Or you could be. I'm not. I'm not. You're on not a on a mission. mission. <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm not going to be writing any Congress people any letters. It would just it. No, maybe you should just run <laughs> for election. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> but I, uh, I just, uh, I was just kind of shocked when I when I looked into it about uh, how little um, resources there are for bereavement leave or or for any of that thing. Uh, anything like that um but i understand it's just how it is i mean it's there's money has to come from somewhere i i completely get it but it's just uh and it's just hard to be folks like you and me who work hard who uh are good workers and we find ourselves in situations that we feel pitiful yeah and um and you just feel like yeah you 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 wish that there had been a um Something laid out in front. You're not having to go through a crisis and try and figure all this work thing out at the same right. time. Because if there were more things set in place, if it was like if it was a common thing to have like a paid bereavement mm-hmm. leave in jobs or whatever, it would also take a bit of the stigma, I think, off of what grief is. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that it's not something they could to see as a weakness or to see as like a burden on on your coworkers who maybe didn't have to donate their PTO right. or whatever or anything it's just like if, if it was one of those things where you got hired and it was like oh in the case that this happens like we have this yeah. set in place it right. would be like it would make grief or, or the idea of death in general less of like a burden on the rest of like the company everyone. understands that i'll need some time but even that is weird i um the in, in schools we have at the time anyway the contract um, i helped negotiate it but it was bereavement leave specific for if a person were to pass away but then if it's a spouse, it's this many days. If it's a uh, child, it's this many days. If it's your great uncle, somebody else. I mean, it. Yeah. you almost have to put a value on the relationship. I mean, to put it into writing in a contract. Yeah. Um, and and you're glad it's there. And yet the real, the real, the reality of it, putting the, and yeah. reading it, you kind of wonder like, that's weird. It is. The whole thing is weird. It's weird. It, but... But yeah. going back to work is part of what people do who aren't retired after someone passes away. Yeah, and it really can be a really nice reprieve yeah. from some of the 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 daunting parts of having to to deal with life right after somebody yeah. dies. But you know, some of like just to reiterate some of that we've talked about is just be real with people, let Absolutely. them know what you're thinking. Um, 
forgive some of the silly things that they're going to say in attempts to be caring, you uh-huh. know, that, um, that it's, yeah. it's awkward and understand that. And people at their core, I think in general, um, are one very good and really w- would like to be helpful. Yeah. And so I, yeah, I would say communication is just the, the hugest thing. When, yeah. when you feel that elephant in the room and you're just like, everyone's staring at me and it's odd. A lot of the times I think people are like, I want to say something, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So if you have the, the, the capacity to do it, you know, uh, I, it's really, I, I think it's okay to, to, to acknowledge yeah. yourself yeah. to be like, Hey, I know it might be weird. Yeah. Um, it's okay to, it's okay if you have any to, questions yeah. or like, I, you know, I, I don't mind yeah. talking about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, it is. And, and look for those, um, quiet places if you need to take a break, um, plan it out so that you you don't worry about being overwhelmed, that you can have your plan for that. True. Truly. It would be a thing where, um, I, I mean, I would, I mean, I would be like, work. I mean, it still happens honestly where I'll be working. I'll get this like overwhelming feeling of like, Oh man. Yeah. Not like overwhelming in the se- I don't know. Like I can deal with it. But it just comes on like, and it's like just like a, whoa. Yeah. And to the point where it's just like, um, you know, I seriously I'll just go to the bathroom for a couple mm-hmm. minutes. Uh, I'll just like maybe splash some water on my face or just take a breather where uh, right. it's I'm not being observed. Yeah. Uh, you know, or sit in my car at lunch or, or something just to kind of like have a minute to myself away. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Find out where, where your little quiet places can yeah. be. Yeah, exactly. Um uh, and know that you got to be patient with yourself and going back to work is not optional for most mm-hmm. people. So don't, don't be hard on yourself and say, I, I can't go to work and pretend I'm not sad. I can't, I think that that would be very damaging um, to and, the and, healing process that you are in. And downright almost impossible. Right. If, if you, that's just adding pain. If you're onto yourself. Yeah. If you're being completely affected by something, uh, chances are you're not doing a good job hiding it and, right. and nor should you really have to try um yeah communication finding your safe places finding mm-hmm. the safe people that yeah. you that you can can yeah. confide in know your benefits going mm-hmm. in if there are bereavement leave if there are those things it would be good to know yeah um and in in our case um we did know that your dad would be passing away he had an illness um but in some cases you don't know but then just go ask mm-hmm. somebody and the FMLA it, it really is I mean, it, it really does. There's certain like aspects, like I said, like you have to work the, at a place for over a year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the company has to be like over 50 employees or something. So there's like rules, but honestly, it does protect. Like your job is protected through right. the Family Medical yeah. Leave Act, uh, and you you can keep your benefits. So it's not perfect, but there are things that are uh, there for you. And it, it did really seem to me that people want to help. Your bosses aren't. Yep cold cruel no, no uh no. emotionless beings well there was that one guy but no well no, yeah no. some of them might yelling be. me but <laughs> no i think so i hope that in our you know last week we said we would be talking about grieving and as returning to the workplace and mm-hmm. i hope that we've been able to do to that do that some justice although i know that it hasn't we're not experts not experts but um do you want to... Can I tell what I think we're, we'll talk about yes, next please. week? Yes, Next week. Well, because oh, you know... Oh, sorry. So sorry. Did not mean to cut you off. But while, while we're still on... Oh, backing uh, it up because we're still uh, on uh, it. Well, while, while we're just still there, I do want to uh, open up the, the floor to anyone who has their own sort of uh, stories oh, to share with sure. us. That, uh, uh, anything that 
if you had experience with grief in the workplace that uh, maybe we didn't cover yeah. or, or you have your own experience, uh, we would love to hear from you at uh, dealingwithitpod at mm-hmm. gmail.com. Yes, or put it on Facebook. Or put it on Facebook, um, Instagram, Twitter, any of those things. Um, so yeah, just if you have anything to add to kind of what we've been talking about this week, um, we would love to hear from you. But next week we do have a new topic that we'll right. be talking about. So one of the things um, that I love and would love to have done with dad at this time of our lives, but I love traveling. Mm -hmm. And so the topic we're going to talk about is as a single person, because a widow can be any age, I mean, right? But what are... What are some ways that you can travel and do things and see things without your mate with you? Yeah. Um, it will be different, there's no doubt. But these are the things in, that in my head is, um, I there's just certain things about me that I don't want to change because I am not with dad now. So travel is one of those. I want to see things. Um, I know that things can be expensive when you travel and when you're traveling with somebody else sometimes that helps cut the price a little bit yeah so we're going to be talking about how to um, travel or vacation when you are alone oh yeah so there we go yes yeah i'm, I'm very excited to look into to this because like you were saying uh excited is definitely not the right word but it uh well, i don't know you like to travel Oh, traveling's great. No, but just researching traveling while yeah. alone and stuff. Yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, because like you were saying, like a lot of... Uh, you get those package deals. Yeah, they're kind of meant for two But there's the assumption that you're you are going with somebody else. Um, for instance, on a cruise, when you get, you know, you buy your tickets to the cru- on the cruise ship, but they are making the assumption that you're in the same cabin. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if I were traveling on a cruise ship now, there wouldn't be a second person in that cabin which means that second person wouldn't be eating the food and they wouldn't be, you know. And I believe the price to travel singly on a cruise is higher per ticket if I were going alone as if I were going with someone else. And that kind of irks me just a wee bit. Same. But um, anyway, it's not like I'm going on a singles cruise. (laughs) I'm not doing that. No, but um, so and there too at at dealingwithitpod at Mm gmail.com if you have any... Um, uh, tips or stories or, or, or things yeah. to share on, on that subject too um, just let us know in the, the email headline um, which one but we would love to hear if you're on that too and we'll be looking into that this week um, and Matt I, I'm glad that you're feeling you're feeling somewhat better I am feeling better and I'm glad that we got to do this I actually yeah. was really bummed that we didn't get to do it last week yeah. I like getting this time with you me too um well do you have a goal mom for next week i don't know if we discuss if we're doing what what the goals are going to be um i do i have mine that i i think i'm gonna try for the week um so this week of being sick yeah um i just as a, a a byproduct of that i haven't been drinking um coffee very much mm-hmm. in the morning, like it's part of my morning routine, and then I have one later in the morning, and sometimes even a third, mm-hmm. whatever. But uh, I also notice that now that I've really kind of had no caffeine this week for the most part, one, I'm tired a lot more, but my anxiety has been really a lot lower. 
Oh. And so I'm kind of this week going to explore. I'm not saying I'm cutting out coffee, but I'm going to explore the, my relationship with caffeine, caffeine, and how it interacts with my anxiety. By yeah, maybe limiting it, cutting it out for a few days, uh, just seeing how that. How or if the anxiety all comes back if, while you're decaffeinated, then just drink coffee. Oh, then somewhere. I'm going back on it, right? Because I will. Because I get so. I, I mean, it's a part of the sickness too. But I've just been getting tired. So tired. Yeah. Did you get the caffeine withdrawal headache stuff? I absolutely did. Oh, that's so bad. It's crazy. I know. It's, well, that's uh, a reason to stay off caffeine now that you don't have to. That pain didn't have to be wasted pain. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, even just limiting it or something. Yeah. I'm just going to kind of see... I'm going to explore that relationship between caffeine and my uh, anxiety a little bit more this week. Cool. Just see what that's all about. So this week, I um, the ladies of the neighborhood got together. And, and it was really fun. We actually had lunch together. And um, so I am going to, this week... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go be nice to my neighbors. It's not like I'm unkind to my neighbors. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Uh, yeah. But making some efforts to touch base and, and oh, that's talk cool. more to my to my neighbor ladies. All right. Yeah. going to be a little more neighborly this week. Maybe I'll be, na- not maybe, for sure yeah. be neighborly. <laughs> I love yeah. that. Yeah, because I mean, that's crazy. Because like where we're at, I know a lot of these people have lived here as long as we have. Right. Uh, yeah. And my, my, I know yeah. them at, on a very surface level. Right. It but is because, uh, you know, we you go in your house and you leave your house and they go in and leave their house. So you see each other sort of in our neighborhood. Yeah. But um, but now I'm here a lot and they're around and, you know. Yeah, I love that. Awesome. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us this week. Absolutely. Um, and I'm also curious to hear what uh, what you guys think of. Uh, the direction that we want to take this show in as far as a uh, different topic every week. And we would love some suggestions on topics mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as well. Um, we've already had a couple. Yeah, and we do. It's so we're going to do some research on those as well. Yes, and and yep. they'll come. But Please know that we are not ignoring anyone. We are absolutely researching and looking into to things. We want to do a quality job. If we have mm-hmm. uh, listeners, we don't want to do a bad job. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and honestly, if, if you have any sort of a uh, topic of an idea or, or something you'd wish to share. I mean, uh, we we could maybe even find a way to, to mm-hmm. get you on this show. Well, and one in particular that we have been uh, talking about is um, miscarriage because that is such such a heartbreak for right for uh, a woman, her partner, grandparents, and that's just yeah. that's not a. That's not an experience I have had personally. If if there were a person who would want to join us for a podcast and speak to that, we would so appreciate it. And um, yeah, so so if uh, you know, or if you know someone that has experienced a loss that would join us to speak, right? That we'd be kind. If of course, if anybody was in, uh, um, and of course, comfortability is key there. Uh, we, sure. And uh, I have a little experience with the other podcast of uh, getting people on remotely oh. the shows and stuff, too. So that's something we could work out. Yeah. But uh, we would love to have more guests on. We would love to talk about a wide range of uh, diff- different topics. Of how we deal with things. Of things right. to deal with. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, um, please send them in. Uh, We're really excited with where... Um, where this could be going that, and we just want it to be helpful to the community of listeners that we have. Yeah. So. Well, and just thank you so much for tuning in. Um, we really appreciate it, and we will be back next week with you. And until then, we'll keep dealing with it.